Welcome to Health with Hashimoto's, a podcast for you if you are diagnosed with Hashimoto's, wondering if you might have thyroid problems, or you're at risk for this autoimmune issue because of genetics. Exhausted and overwhelmed, you long to feel like yourself again, but you don't know where to start. Welcome to the Exhausted Mom's Path to Whole Health. Hi, I'm Esther. I am a registered nurse, and after 17 years in emergency departments around the country, I grew fed up by the system that only looks at symptoms and slaps short-term band-aids on problems instead of helping people truly discover how to reclaim their health. I went back to school for holistic health, and I am here to help you discover your next step on your journey to whole health. Whole health is made up of body, mind, spirit, diet, and environment. Changes can be made in any of these areas to help you create better health. Each episode of this podcast will provide simple and true tips so that you could take action immediately. Let's dive in to today's topic. How can I lower stress? It's a great question, and it's one that all of us have probably asked at least once, if not a thousand times. How can I lower stress? How can I lower the stress that I face? How can I help my body and mind as I face that stress? How can I decrease my stressors and my body's reaction to stress? Let's dive into that today. I'm going to give you five more things that you can do for stress. As I talked to you about in the last episode, there is a very large link between stress and your thyroid health, including the development of an autoimmune condition, any autoimmune condition, um, especially Hashimoto's, since that's what we talk about on this podcast. So when you are under stress, there's a couple things that happen in your body. Number one, we've talked about your thyroid producing T4. That's the inactive form of thyroid. And then your body has to convert that T4, the inactive type, to the active type, which is T3. When you are under stress, your body starts to convert more of that T4 into reverse T3 instead of the active form of T3. Reverse T3 is like the brake system. It's telling your body, no, 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 no. We need to relax. There's something going on. We need to address it. We need some downtime to heal and to recuperate from what just happened. So when you're under stress, you're getting more of that brake system instead of more of the fuel that your your cells need to run. Other things that happen when you are under stress, your inflammation is increased. Specifically, there's some cytokines. They're inside your body. They increase. And what they do when they're increased is they make your thyroid receptors less sensitive to thyroid hormones. So that means even if you are taking medications for your thyroid, those thyroid receptors are not going to accept the thyroid as well. It's a big deal. We need thyroid for every single cell to turn on. It's like the spark plug. Another thing that happens when your stress is elevated is it lowers, it suppresses your immune system. When you are running in fight or flight mode, your body is concentrating on the immediate future. It is not prioritizing the long-term future. It doesn't care if you're not prepared for a month from now. It only worries about the here and now. In your immune system, it needs to take care of things so that everything works to keep you from getting sick. 
So what happens when you face a trigger like a virus? You go out and there's somebody coughing right near you. When your immune system was healthy and robust, when you're not under stress, well, you might not have gotten it. And now when you're stressed and your immune system is not working optimally, you might get that virus a little easier. Being under stress lowers our immune function. It also weakens the gut barrier. When we talked about the three things everybody who has an autoimmune condition needs to have that autoimmune condition, number one, genetic component, number two, a gut component, and number three, a trigger. So when you're under stress, your gut is affected, meaning that the triggers are going to hit easier. Stress has a huge impact on your physical health. It also impacts your emotional health, your spiritual health. It affects how you eat, comfort food, anybody? Yeah, stress impacts everything. So what can you do? Well, let's give you five tips today. Number one, say no. No is a complete sentence. It's hard, I know. But when somebody asks you to do something, you can say no. You might have to deal with some guilt. You might have to deal with some emotions, but you have to prioritize your health. We've all heard you can't pour from an empty cup. We've all heard that you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you help another. Learn how to say no. It can lower your stress levels. Number two, laugh. Laughter is super powerful for lowering your stress. It shifts you almost instantly from fight and flight mode to rest and digest. Laughter decreases your stress. It's more powerful if you do it in community. So you can pull up some funny TikToks or reels or shorts. You can pull up a comedian. You can do whatever you want and laugh. And that's awesome. But if you do it with a family member or a friend and that you're laughing together, it actually increases how powerful that is within your own body and mind. Laughter is powerful. It's also free and readily available. If you can't get out a laugh, you can always do a trick. I can never remember if I learned this on the show Bones or Rizzoli and Isles, but you stick a pencil in between your teeth far back and it it activates the muscles in your face that are activated when you're smiling. So if you can't get out some true laughter, just stick a pencil in between your teeth trick your brain into thinking that you're smiling and happy. And it actually does help shift your body from the stress mode to the rest and digest mode. It works. Number three, hug. Hug somebody, hug a pet. Love. Love decreases our stress levels. We were created to live in community. We were created for love. And when you don't have that, your stress goes up. When you do have it, your stress goes down. Um, One of my kids takes some supplements every single day for uh, some, some issues that he has. And one of them is a sublingual dropper. So that means I put one drop of a specific nutrient underneath his tongue, and then he has to hold it there. When we started that, we also implemented the hug. He takes that dropper and then whichever parent gave it to him, he gives us a hug. We gave him a hug for a minimum of 10 seconds. That is part of his supplement routine. Increasing the love. It's a vital part of our health. 
I don't know if you've seen the memes and the statistics that we all need a certain number of hugs every day and we don't get them. Increase your hugs. Number four, use a gratitude journal. Now, if you're not familiar with this, you can pull out a scrap of paper, you can pull out a note on your phone and write down three to five things that you're grateful for. I will encourage you if you have the choice between writing it out with a pencil or pen versus your phone, always choose pencil or pen for this because it works in your brain differently. It activates both sides of your brain, the thinking part and the mechanical part or the creative part and the mechanical part, and it increases the power of writing down that gratitude. So if you can write down three to five things that you're grateful for, your brain is going to start looking for things to be grateful for. Your reticular activating system is my favorite part of your brain. It's about the size of your pinky and it's towards the bottom. It's the brain stem near there. And it is the filter to allow um, the important things through. So right now, what does your left great toe feel like? Well, before I asked you that, you probably had no awareness of what your toe was doing, feeling, or anything. And now that I've asked you, now you can tell me if you have a sock on, if you can feel the floor beneath you, or maybe your shoe, are you on carpet, are you on hard floor? Is your foot cold or is it warm? There's so many things that you can tell me about what your toe is feeling now that you were not aware of right before I asked the question. That is directly related to your reticular activating system. Your reticular activating system tells your brain what to focus on, what's important. When you start keeping a gratitude journal every single day, writing down three to five things that you are grateful for, your brain, your reticular activating system is going to start prioritizing looking for those things. So if you've ever been around somebody and they can always find something to complain about, you don't want to hang around them, right? They're just, they're downer. You want to be around people who encourage you and who can make you laugh and who can always find the good. Well, your brain has that power. You just need to communicate it to your brain. And keeping a gratitude journal is one way to communicate that to your brain. I want to look for the good in every day. So keep a gratitude journal because it will lower your stress levels. It also helps you sleep better if you keep that gratitude journal right before bedtime. It's amazing for sleep. And number five, I'm going to go back to that breathing that I talked about in the last episode, diaphragmatic breathing. It is so powerful because you can do it anytime, anywhere, and shift your body out of the stress mode into rest and digest. So if you don't know how to do it, put a hand on your chest and a hand on your belly. Keep doing this every time you hear me talk about it on a podcast because you're training yourself in breathing with your belly. If you're breathing with your chest and your shoulders, you're increasing your stress. If you're breathing with your belly, you're shifting into rest and digest. It is a good way to lower your stress. So in summary, those five things that you can do, learn to say no, practice say no, just say no. Number two, laugh. Number three, hug. Number four, use a gratitude journal. And number five, diaphragmatic breathing. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Hashimoto's thyroiditis can be overwhelming and frightening. Your body isn't working as expected and you get frustrated. You can be dealing with many different symptoms, including fatigue, anxiety, heart palpitations, depression, brain fog, and more. You might find yourself saying, I just want to feel like myself again. And I get it. 
I created the Hashimoto's 101 guide so that you can understand what Hashimoto's is, what it means for you, and how you can create a path to health. There is hope. You can find better health. Download this free guide at healthwithhashimoto's.com guide. Please help others find this show by rating and reviewing it in your podcast app or by sharing a screenshot in, of today's episode in your social media stories. Be sure to tag me on Instagram. You can find me at esthery.rn. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional.